Thanks for tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue June, a tarot reader, teacher, and witch. You can find out more about me at bluejunetarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. Hello, thank you for tuning into Mystic Witch. I'm here with Victoria Tiley, Reiki master, past life regression therapist, offering interdimensional and channeled spirit healing using crystals, hypnotherapy, and sound healing and guided soul journeys. She offers clients past life healing and empowerment. Welcome, Victoria. Thank you, Blue. It's so lovely to be here today. We are so happy to have you. I'm so excited to talk to you about all of your practices, but I have a question for you first. What tarot card do you identify as, if any? Oh, that's such an interesting question because I just had this conversation yesterday. You did? Yes, about Ah. uh, feeling very connected to a specific tarot card. And in fact, when I came to your house and picked up one of your decks, that is the card that I pulled. And it is the star card. The star card. That makes sense to me. That is you. You are the star card. Um, I would be, I think, the justice card. I can mm-hmm. see that. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> True. Justice. Absolutely. Integrity. Ethics. <laughs> um, so, okay, cool. This star card, that makes sense because you are an Aquarius, right? I am. Isn't that the Aquarian card? It is the card for the Aquarian. That makes sense. And um, I also, I have a fairy tarot deck, and when I asked the fairies which card represented me, a very specific question, that is the card that I drew, so... It is across the board. Yep. All hand, hands down, you're the star. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you're our star today. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about how you got introduced to your spiritual path, what your beginning story is like, whatever whatever you want to give us, the juicy details? Um, well, it's an interesting story to me anyway. Uh, I... <clears throat> For a long time, I would have actually psychics and people come up to me on the streets and in coffee shops, and they would all tell me there's something you're supposed to be doing and you're not doing it. And for the life of me, I just, I had no clue. You know, I studied Buddhism, I did yoga, but I didn't have a true spiritual awakening and connection. Um, So I had some recurring health issues, which got quite intense um, to where I was having migraines every day and I couldn't really work. And so a friend of mine bought me a Reiki healing session and a session with an interdimensional healer who has been kind of a mentor for me. His name is Aoye Love and I I love him. Um, and after that, it was like someone just blasted energy through me. It was like these floodgates and portals to other dimensions just opened up. And so you I, really got a Reiki session. <laughs> it was it was wild. A permanent Reiki session. <laughs> yes. Um, I cried for a month. Oh, for the release. It was a release, and it was just, I realized that I had been sleeping. Did you feel like you missed out on 
there was this really intense sense almost of lost time and urgency, a real sense of urgency for like recognizing all this time that I had just been sleepwalking and been in, you know, dead end relationships and putting my energy into trying to fix broken people Mm. that maybe didn't want to be fixed. That's real. (laughs) Um, And it was very empowering. um, But again, there was a very real sense of urgency about Okay, you're awake now. Work and to do. You've got work to do, uh, but before you can do it, guess what? You have to heal all this stuff. You got to clear this, clear this crap out, clear out the closet, clear out the past lives. And apparently, every trauma my soul has ever suffered is healing in this life. And it's been super intense work, but it's also been magical and empowering. And in the things that I've learned, I've been able to truly heal others in a way that I tried to before in a misguided way. Mm -hmm. But now I feel that I really have the tools to do that in an authentic way. And it's just, it's been a beautiful journey and it's ongoing. The Awen, um, it took me a while to come to this name when I first started my healing practice. Um, I had a different name and it was just a name that I chose Um, just to have a name in a way. Um, I was searching for a new name and I just, I knew that it would come to me. And when I, when it did, I would know it. And I came across Awen, which um, actually came to me in a group ritual. I was working with some other women and we were doing a healing ritual. A cauldron appeared in the middle of the circle (laughs) and I felt an energy come in. And I asked who it was, and I just heard Awen. And at that time, I didn't even know what the word meant. Um, so when I researched it, um, I, I discovered um, that Awen is, in fact, the Celtic spirit of healing. Um, and I feel a very deep connection to Celtic spiritual practices and have most certainly lived many, many lives in Celtic realms and lifetimes um, and in this dimension and other dimensions, including the fairy realm, which um, there is a strong connection between Awen and the, and the fairy realm. Um, uh, there's a quote that I really love. Um, it's from the Fairy Forest Oracle by Lucy Cavendish. What she says is, Awen translates to divine inspiration or flowing breath. It is a mystical force that offers us a moment where there is a sudden surge in newfound knowledge, inspired thought, the ability to awaken our dormant talent, and a sense that before we were given the gift of Awen, we were like sleepwalkers. Awen is a moment where life is forever changed, and once we drink of Awen or feel it as a beam of light entering us and changing us, we can never return to who we were. And our world is never the same again. Oh, that's beautiful. I felt very connected and very moved by that. It resonated very powerfully. And so thus it became the business name for your healing practices, right? Yes. And spirit healing, you know, initially my name was, um, it was Bright Star Reiki, but I felt that, um, what my practice has evolved into certainly is guided by Reiki, and Reiki continues to be a guiding force um, in my in my healing practice. But it also has encompasses more 
than that. And I welcome um, other energies of the light um, to support in healing and other dimensional energies. I work a lot with goddess energies, fairy energies, um, some uh, Pleiadian energies come through. Uh, yeah, so in addition to the Reiki, um, I'm channeling a lot of different energies, animal spirits as well. I work a lot with raven and dragon energies. Very cool. Yeah, it's really great. And I'm very careful to have the intention that only energies, only energies of the light um, come through. Yeah, that's and, important. And the Reiki provides a nice, a nice safeguard. Yeah, it's like a built-in boundary. It is. For sure. It is, yeah. <laughs> and then on top of your healing, uh, you also do uh, aura photography, um, energy reading. Uh-huh. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about Sixth Sense? Sure. So that's a new um, business venture that I started with my partner, Chris Carlone. And um, that has felt very very divinely guided from the start. Um, I definitely was looking away for a way to expand my spiritual practice and really have a complete spiritual career um, and leave the day job, um, which is not necessarily resonating energetically for me. I wanted, I, I received uh, an aura photograph in Chinatown, and I just, this idea just sparked. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And what a great way to bring the world of energy to people in this very concrete and tangible way. Because as someone with a science background, even in the practice that I have and being able to see and feel the results of energy healing, there's a part of me that doubts because, you know, it's not quantifiable. Right. I say that all the time too. A lot of this metaphysical science, it's it's not as quantifiable, so it's it's harder to explain to right. people. Exactly. And you know, I understand wanting to have some kind of tangible proof, <laughs> right? Right. But that's what's so beautiful about Sixth Sense. Can you tell us really quickly about how you came up with that name? Um, so <clears throat> really I was thinking what is this showing us? This is showing us a world beyond our five senses, right? This is like the world of the third eye. This is being able to see energy, which is what we do with healing work. But this, um, what we're doing with the energy imaging is actually showing people energy. So it's providing them with this sixth sense, a mm-hmm. way to sense the world of energy. We wanted to definitely um, show that it's more than just aura photography. It's actually imaging your energetic body because we also show your chakra levels. It shows your aura size and um, vibrational rate. So uh, how does the chart breakdown work? And, and what, is, what are the, some of the benefits that someone can get from doing this energy photography? Um, well, you can see um, in your chakras, which chakras... Are strong, which which chakras need support. You can also see the strength of your aura, um, which you can tell by how vibrant it is, how vibrant the colors are. If there are any dark spots in the aura, that would um, indicate, you know, some stress or fatigue or illness. And so, I use that along with um, the chakra readings 
to give people energetic suggestions and kind of a tailored um, energy reading. Like a diagnosis, basically. Um, I would, I'm not a doctor or a medical practitioner, but, but yes, it is like an energetic diagnosis. I use that word in my practice and I'm not reluctant about using it because we don't have another word for it. So I just borrow, but yes, it's, it's, it's important what you just said about not armchair diagnosing. (laughs) I don't, I'm not an MD and I've definitely, I've already mentioned many times that I'm big on referring clients to where they need to go. So like, I know my limitations (laughs) and I'm certainly not a therapist and I'm not a doctor. So I appreciate, (laughs) I appreciate your hesitancy. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the color of the aura And really quickly, like just what the chakra reading you mentioned, what is that? What does that mean? Yeah, so most people have a central aura color, which um, what we're finding is there are some people that have more constant aura colors and some people are quite mutable. Um, But your aura, your primary aura color can change depending on kind of what gear you're in. Mm -hmm. So if (laughs) you're you're, only human, right? Right. If you're doing spiritual work, your aura may be violet. Um, Or if you're very relaxed and um, have been meditating, you know, you're going to have a different color, maybe say a a nice blue, tranquil blue colored or indigo colored aura. If you're doing something very physical and creative, like dancing, um, your auras might be bright orange. Um, If you're a very ambitious and, um, say, driven person who works a lot in the material world and the the world of the five senses, you may have a red aura. So, um, but again, it depends uh, where your energy is when you get the picture. When I did mine with you guys, I absolutely loved it. I had almost a completely yellow, which is uncommon from what I understand. I gather that most people have several different things going on, but I was almost all yellow. Yes. My whole aura. I remember. Why was that? What what does that mean? Um, It really shows like uh, a vibrant energy, a joy for life, and a lot of self-confidence. You know, yellow is the color of the solar plexus. So it would, um, the qualities of the solar plexus would be evident in someone with a yellow aura. It also is a color of um, mental clarity and intellectual thinking. So typically yellow auras operate from a lot from their head and from their mind, and they're quite intellectual. Well, thank you so much for breaking that down. Sure. Um, So what roles, you said you started this with your partner, Chris, Mm -hmm. who we love. Um, I understand Chris is also a healer. He is. uh, But in the actual mechanism of sixth sense energy, what roles do you each play? What, how does it work in a session? What's that like? What can people expect? Yeah. I mean, we complement each other nicely. Initially, I thought I was going to be doing this on my own, and I came to realize very quickly that that wasn't happening. And Chris has been instrumental in getting the business up and running and in um, really maintaining the structure of it. So, um, you know, he is a professional photographer and a very skilled photographer. He um, takes the photos and takes care of actually all the businessy stuff um, because he's very good at that, and I'm—it's not a strength of mine. 
I think when you're half of the time living with one foot in two realms, things like time and money (laughs) (laughs) and structures like that are almost silly to us, but I think it's, it is a bigger challenge to find that two of pentacles Yes, where you're rooted and grounded and taking care of taxes, as you put it. It is a nice complimentary partnership for the two of you. Yes. I mean, he he does have a very um, strong connection to spirit, but he's also a lot more grounded and in his body than I am. And that's that's an ongoing... that's an ongoing, I don't like to use the word struggle, but um, it's something that I'm I'm still working on is yeah. being more in my body and more grounded and, you know, creating that balance between spirit and actually functioning in the 3D world, which is where I still live. You know what helps me? <laughs> and it's funny, too, because you said Chris is so in his body. Um, it helps me to move and feel free. Yeah. That helps me stay in my body. I, I need to go dancing, basically. That's, yes. That's just <laughs> So how does the aura photography, or you, you said you would prefer energy imaging, yes. right? How does that correlate with your other practice and fit in, in into that puzzle piece? You know, if people come and we see that they could use some energetic support based on their energy imaging, which would be shown in their aura and some of the energy graphs that are provided, including the chakra levels and sizes. Um, you know, we can offer them energy clearing, aura cleansing, Reiki. Um, if someone's very connected to spirit, but they're not, um, they don't have a way to manifest in that in their lives, I would recommend that they take up some more spiritual practices. And I personally always recommend that everyone get attuned to Reiki because I think it's such a powerful tool. And it worked so well for you. It was absolutely life-changing for me. And even when I was muddling through things and I didn't know which direction I was going, the only message I got was that just do the Reiki, get your next step in Reiki, and Reiki will light the way. And it will show you where you need to go. So it was, I mean, it was a connection to spirit and spirit showing me the way, but Reiki was the energy that opened me up to all the other spirit realms as well. I love it. And yeah, you're really keen on sticking to the light energy. So it's oh, a, yeah. It's a, that's oh, yeah. Boundaries are so important in all practices in life, but especially any metaphysical work that you're doing. Boundaries are super, super crucial. So uh, when we come back, Victoria is going to share some of her own past lives and experiences. Um, but just to plug, you can book healing and regressions with Victoria at awenspirithealing.com. That's A-W-E-N Spirit Healing. Or follow Awen Spirit Healing on Instagram. And if you're interested in aura photography and energy imaging, you can follow Sixth Sense Energy. That's at S-I-X-T-H, as in six, the number six. (laughs) Sixth Sense Energy on Instagram. uh, And check them out for their upcoming events. They're always doing stuff. When we come back, we're going to talk about your own personal experiences. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Mystic Witch. We're here with Victoria Tiley, and she's going to share with us some of the unique ways that she personally connects to different energies. You want to take it from here? <laughs> um, sure. So this has been very much a journey of discovery for me. Um, you know, obviously, I started channeling Reiki energy, and um, I very quickly came to understand that there were other energies coming also through me in my personal for my personal healing, but also in my healing practice with others. What I understood was that I receive these energies in a way that is very unique. I'm sure I'm not the only person, but I think it's a somewhat unusual way to receive energy. When you talk about the different clairs, I would say that it is being extremely clairsentient and maybe also like an extreme empath. So I receive energies from people in a very visceral way, but I also receive energies from spirit in a very visceral way. So when um, I'm channeling an energy or spirit, I, I feel it first. So, and I've learned that different energies have different qualities, and I'm able to distinguish between them by the way that they feel. And um, as I was learning about my practice and my own spiritual development, I I found myself um, being very confused about what was happening to me and in my sessions, and it was not what I had learned in my Reiki training and my you know, it was definitely outside the realm of that. And I, I went to various teachers and asked them, um, this is happening to me and it feels amazing and it's super exciting, but it's also like, I'm really exhausted afterwards. And what is it? And had a very hard time getting an answer. And in fact, a lot of these teachers just didn't understand. And I had a lot of people tell me I was doing it wrong, quote, like, the, that's not Reiki. You're doing it wrong. If, if that's happening to you, you're doing it wrong. One thing that I, I feel like is a strength for me is that I question everything, and I encourage my students and clients to do the same. Don't ever put a teacher or a guru or a spiritual person on a pedestal because they are operating through their physical bodies. Everything they're relaying to you is coming through their frame of reference and experience, and, they're, and they all still have an ego. You know, mm, yes, yeah, and your experience is personal to you and your gift and your ability. So, yes, I yes. couldn't agree more. And I've come to understand that I have to go inward for the answers. The answers, my journey is my personal journey. And while I have found people to connect with, I don't think those people were presented to me right away because I was supposed to understand. You had to dig. I had to go in mm -hmm. and I had to trust myself and my intuition. And a lot of my healing practice now, while I've learned from some great teachers, my shamanic Reiki teacher, um, Lynn Roberts, is amazing. Um, she's an author and has written some amazing books. I studied with Brian Weiss, my past life regression therapy. And as amazing as they are, and as much as I learned, much of my practice has been guided by spirit. Yeah. And also from other versions of myself, past yeah. versions of myself. So I feel different versions of myself coming in, in healing sessions. I'm essentially channeling 
different versions of myself, some from the future, some from the past, some that I've healed and done soul retrievals with and freed up their energy and their power. And so they've, they come in and help me with healings. But, you know, it's been a very unique journey. So you talked a little bit about um, shape-shifting and channeling. What is shape-shifting? What is that? So, um, again, I'm not an expert. My understanding is um, taking on the physical, physically taking on a spirit, like having a, a spirit come and inhabit your body and work through your body. Gotcha. I feel that that is often how I work, and I, you know... I would say it's related to channeling, um, but it's almost like more of a whole body thing. So that's wild. Um, sometimes when I'm working, I would say, feel the raven spirit come in or call the raven spirit. And then I see my arms as wings with black feathers. I mean, I, I actually become the raven and I feel the beak on my face and I find I'm glad the person's eyes are closed because I'm probably making weird raven faces. <laughs> so, okay, weird raven faces. What are some of the most zany experiences you've had doing your channeling work? Well, I've had a lot of different energies come through and it's always, I always am honored and humbled and just deeply grateful um, because I I also feel these spirits on a vibrational level, and they're all energies of a higher vibrational realm. And so, having them come in through me, I feel um, basically this divine energy in a very visceral way. And so, I'm usually crying, <laughs> and um, uh, I've had Archangel Azrael come in, and I've seen my arms as angel wings, um, you know, sending healing energy to a situation. I've had Isis come in and she's super powerful. It took me about three days to recover from that (laughs) because, you know, these higher vibrations, when they drop in, they clear you out too. So you, I learned that I often have a detox reaction when I have a very strong energy come through me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's okay. You know, it's clearing me out. Um, I uh, have a Pleiadian future version of myself that drops in occasionally during healings and sometimes just out and about. Um, And that energy is very interesting. It calls us children of earth and it makes me feel very tall and um, it makes me move my head in a kind of stereotypically alien kind of way. (laughs) Almost like stiff. Yes, very kind of stiff and it's, I describe it as a detached benevolence. The wildest um, kind of shape-shifting experience I've ever had was shape-shifting into a full-blown fire-breathing dragon. A dragon. A dragon. Like what? a full-blown dragon. Like long neck, huge wings, breathing fire. <laughs> and I was actually on a table receiving Reiki from Chris, my partner. And um, this dragon wanted to get up and move, I can tell you. And I was like, Chris, I'm a dragon. I mean, it started because Chris was saying, do this with your mouth. And he was making this hissing noise. And as soon as I started to do that, the dragon energy dropped in. So it was working powerful. It was incredibly powerful. Oh, did you feel like really strong and virile? Absolutely. It was wild. And I wanted to get up and move. And I still would love to explore that more in like a kind of shape-shifting shamanic movement sort Mm -hmm. of way. I'm looking 
for ways to um, incorporate that? I actually did uh, something last year with a shaman named Chiron Armand, and he did a whole New York City tour and did all this money work based around dragon energy. And I'm not the only one who participated in this with him that had dreams about dragons. So I'm wondering if perhaps it's money related too, because my dragon was like, you need to start protecting this like I do. You got to be like me. You need to do this. I love this that. Way. Yeah. So I wonder if there's a connection there. Well, my, what I in my experience, there are so many different kinds of dragons and so many different personalities. And um, just the other day, I did. I was doing some fairy work. I made a really nice fairy altar, and I was talking to the fairies. And when I closed my eyes to go to sleep... This really cute, uh, magical dragon just popped up, and he was just right in my face. But he looked, he was super whimsical and playful, and I think he was like a friend of mine from the fairy realm, Hmm. and he was just lovely. But I have um, an earth dragon that does my shamanic um, Reiki journeys with me. I have a water dragon that helps me heal my sacral chakra. So um, dragons are so versatile, and they're... They're really here. They're coming back to help us now. And from what I understand, they have always been the guardians and protectors of the portals to other dimensions. And um, this is a whole nother thing. They've been demonized. and um, But now they're coming back. And it's our job to welcome them back, along with the fairies and the other creatures from the magical realms who are here to help us raise our vibration and help the ascension of the planet. Yeah. You were talking about past life energy coming to you while you were channeling and sometimes future uh, lives of your own. Yes. That energy coming to you. Can you tell us um, a little bit about some of your past lives? And you know that I'm I'm really interested in your past lives as a witch. Yes. Uh, well, I <clears throat> this is definitely a significant part of my journey in this life because um, – You know, I started going to a therapist when all this started, and um, he did a a very, uh, a technique with me called EMDR, which is um, to heal traumas. And this was just a regular therapist, but I, as soon as he did it, I went to a past life. And I didn't even understand what I was seeing. I came back from it, and I was like, it was me, but it was a different me. And I just, I was tied up and I just saw my arms reaching out, screaming, don't leave me. And this was me going into this session to work on jealousy and abandonment issues and to get to the origin of those. And Um, that was, in fact, the origin. mm -hmm. And I was, he and I were both expecting it to be childhood, right? Yeah. But it was way, way beyond that. So um, over the course of the past of. It took about a year or two for the whole story to unravel, and I do believe that we are shown things in chunks like this that are manageable for us, because if I had seen the whole story all at once, it would have been completely overwhelming for me emotionally, Um, and just like also to understand and comprehend, like I was already having kind of a mind melt over all of this, Um, but it came, I came to understand that I was a Scottish witch. And I was persecuted, um, betrayed by everyone that I loved in that life. Um, I had a curse put on me that trapped my soul. Um, It just, 
it was not a great, it did not end well, basically. And the end result was that my soul was trapped. Um, I was stoned to death and um, the curse was placed in a way that trapped my soul in that moment. So when I started going back to that life, I just saw that moment replaying over and over and over because that version of myself was caught in an energetic loop, reliving that experience. Mm -hmm. And the reason that the curse was placed in this way was to trap her power. She was a powerful witch. And the person who did it, did it understanding full well that her power would be trapped Mm. in this energetic loop. Wow. And a lot of your journey now, you mentioned, is healing those past life. Absolutely. Can you talk about that a little bit? If that's, I want to hear. Yes. Um, I mean, there was this life with the witch. Um, I also had a Native American life, which ended in a terrible massacre. Um, I even had a life in the fairy realm that ended really badly with the reptilians coming and killing a lot of, um, the fairies, including my twin flame. So a lot of massive amount of trauma, it is an unbelievable amount of trauma and it's, it's been a lot to work through. I've definitely been working a lot with the dark goddess, doing a lot of shadow work. She and I have a strong connection and, you know, helping others with this too, as I go, um, I'm learning a lot and I'm helping others with this, but, um, basically there were no quick fixes for this. Um, it was repeated attempts at soul retrieval, but also being able to open and process my own grief around these situations. So, um, you know, processing my own shadow material and letting go of that, um, clearing any curses, any vows that were made around these situations, and also clearing lower level energies that had been attracted to this trauma. Um, So, you know, over the course of two years, I have, I think, finally healed those three main lifetimes. And I just did the last one. And now um, I mean, I do that through soul retrieval, going back, um, rewriting timelines, moving them out of the trauma, and rewriting their ending. So you're basically a time lord. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, I don't even know what to call it. All I know Quantum is shifting, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I just tried a bunch of stuff till something worked. Yeah. Basically. And that's how I learned because, like I said, I went to a lot of, teachers and healers and I got some support and but nothing in the end I did it myself well it's like how could they even know what your capabilities are and how you know they don't have the same gifts as you so it's a very complex thing on layering that you know what else makes a lot of sense um the fact that you do help people with this when this is your own purpose as well personally for yourself and your past lives and healing all that stuff, of course you're going to be called to that in this lifetime too. There's a synchronicity there for sure. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's wonderful to have the tools to help others and to really have them firsthand because I've learned it, I've seen it work, you know, mm-hmm. for myself. So I know that it's going to help others. And, mm-hmm. you know, every situation is unique and I have to act intuitively um, in every different situation, I'm not going to apply the same approach to everyone, obviously. Yeah, each situation is its own unique thing. Yes. yes. 
Well, I guess my last question for you is if you could share with us some of your own personal psychic protections that you do to keep yourself aligned. Um, and if there's anything that, that we could also practice, you know, on a daily basis or whatever, whatever suggestions you'd have for psychic protection. Sure. And that, again, that is a big part of my journey also, because this is something I learned the hard way. <laughs> Being a free spirit and liking <laughs> to do things my own way, I was like, oh, whatever, you know, psychic protection. Well, guess what? <laughs> it actually is important. Mm-hmm. And um, even if you want to do it your own way, you still have to do it. And you have to do it consistently. And it never fails. The one time that I don't do it is when I pick up an entity from someone. And I almost feel like the entity just wants me to forget. Like I'm compelled to touch someone's back and brush something off. And it just jumps right on me. And then and then I have to go and pay or, you know, find a friend that does energy work to help me clear it. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> so I would say just be consistent about um, protecting your energy. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do that. You know, the light bubble, setting the intention, the shell with the aura and the light and you know, be having a clear intention about what may enter your auric field. And just to clarify, you're, you're talking about a visualization and just kind of getting centered and uh, doing some deep breathing and visualizing. Yes, and yeah. grounding, getting, um, I mean, for a lot of people when they're doing energy work, staying grounded is important and, um, or is challenging, and mm-hmm. but it's very important uh, to keep yourself protected, to be grounded. Um But yeah, there's different levels. I mean, sometimes if I feel very energetically challenged by a situation, I put up a heavy duty magnetic wall. It's like three feet thick. (laughs) And I've had to do that because I got food poisoning from a client. Like she had food poisoning and I actually was about to pass out. I fully got food poisoning from working on her and it was a regular client of mine and Typically, our sessions are fine, and so I didn't do all the things, and I fully also, I find that when someone else's stuff resonates with your own stuff, then it you're more likely to pick it up yeah, and resonate with it. So if someone, if I have a client that has anxiety. Oh, um, yeah. I pick that up yeah. 100% of the yeah. time. <laughs> so say they, I'm scheduled to see them at 6 o'clock, and I'm like, why am I anxious all day long? And then I realize, oh, yeah, that wasn't mine. So, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I just stop and I say, hey, um, Spirit, thank you for the information. I have received it, and I would like to please disconnect energetically from this now. It's no longer useful <laughs> at this point. Moving forward. Exactly. Yeah, it can be really fluid. Um, and, and doing regular clearing afterwards. Clearing. What do you do for clearing afterwards? More visualization? Is there any stone you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I love tourmaline, of course. That's like the go-to. I put that around the table when I'm working. And um, I also create a light wall around the person. Mm-hmm. Um, I draw like a light wall around them. I set the intention that any energies of a lower vibration that are released be sent into the earth to be transmuted. I also set the intention that I am a clear channel mm-hmm. and that anything that comes through me is sent directly to the earth and transmuted. Um And then I do a visualization. I do a couple. I like to work with Archangel Michael. I also work with fairy energy. And I just ask for them to come and help 
help me release any energies that don't belong to me and do not serve my highest good. And then I just, I take a moment and I feel that happening and kind of visualize my energy field being cleared. And then my second step is to call in the violet flame and the violet flame transmutes energies of a lower vibration, but it also transmutes your own energy. So if you have any lower level energies going on, say you were annoyed at someone or something came up, you know, it helps to transmute and clear that because we get our own stuff that builds up too. And it's important to clear that on a regular basis. And clearing that is why I highly recommend anyone to book your services and or <laughs> and slash or get uh, the the energy imaging done so they can further see what it is that's going on. Um, self-diagnosis can lead to a lot of issues. So having somebody who has tools where you could visually see it and the intuition to really know what it is that you need. So Victoria Tiley cannot recommend more highly. I'm Dr. Seuss now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to Mystic Witch. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Mystic Witch Podcast. Or you can find us on Patreon. All right. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Victoria. Thanks, Blue.